Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Lance. I'm an entrepreneur, social media strategist, keynote speaker, and author. But my most important role is wife and mom to our adorable two boys. I run our company, Katie Lance Consulting, side-by-side with my husband, Paul, and our passion is to help real estate professionals get smarter about how they use social media. Our Get Social Smart Academy has helped thousands of real estate agents and brokers take back their time and hone their social media strategy. Now, you may know me from social media, or maybe you've seen me from stage, or maybe this is your first time meeting me. In this podcast, I'm excited to share with you my success stories and take you behind the scenes into how I got where I am, how I've built our company, how I juggle being a wife, mom, business owner, and so much more. You'll hear from me, but also we'll be showcasing some of the great people we get the pleasure to work with inside of our academy. If you're an entrepreneur, small business owner, social media geek like me, real estate pro, or a mom, or maybe all of the above, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. You're listening to episode 58 of the Katie Lance podcast. And in this episode, I'm so excited to share with you a special interview I did with well-known author, keynote speaker, content marketing genius, Melanie Diesel. So I had the pleasure of uh, meeting Melanie a few years ago at Social Media Marketing World. And I remember being in her session and just blown away. Fast forward to earlier this year, and I saw her book published, The Content Fuel Framework, How to Generate Unlimited Story Ideas. And I read it. I loved it. I loved how she really explained her system for storytelling and content. I love her philosophy on thinking like a journalist, and I knew I had to have her on the show. So I had the pleasure of interviewing her over on Facebook Live a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to share that interview here with you today. So again, that original recording was on Facebook Live, uh, but we wanted to share that with you here on our podcast. As a lot of you know, we've been sharing um, interviews we've done with authors over the past few months, and so we will link to some of those past episodes. It's been super fun to be able to sit down face to face on Facebook Live uh, and share with you some really, really amazing people and authors um, and then share those interviews here over on our podcast. All right. So take a listen. Lots of great nuggets. Again, we're going to link to um, a few of our other episodes in the show notes below with other um, interviews we've done with additional authors. And I'm also going to put in the show notes below a link to where you can pick up a copy, a copy of Melanie's book, The Content Fuel Framework totally worth it. If you are in marketing or sales or, you know, think about content or social media in any aspect of your business, I highly recommend that you pick up a copy. Now on with the show. Let me give Melanie a, a proper introduction. Like I said, I had the pleasure of interviewing Melanie Diesel um, and actually meeting her at Social Media Marketing World a few years ago. I was moderating kind of a track and she was one of the speakers. And I remember sitting in the room and just really blown away uh, by her content. And so let me read you her, her formal introduction because she, she's a powerhouse. So Millie Diesel, she's a keynote speaker, award-winning branded content creator, lifelong storyteller on a mission to share the power of compelling and credible content with others. Melanie's the founder of StoryFuel, which teaches marketers, publishers, creators, and companies of all sizes how to tell better brand stories. And she's the author of the Content Fuel Framebook, which is awesome, uh, how to generate uh, the Content Fuel Framebook, how to generate unlimited story ideas. So please welcome Melanie Diesel. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's so good for us to get to connect again. I know I was trying to remember how many years ago it was that we met at Social Media Marketing World, and I don't know. I, I can't remember. Maybe it was three or four. I can't tell. 
I think so. I think so. It was it was a way back, and then we connected, of course, on social media. And I've just been, you know, sort of following what you've what you've been doing. And um, I know you're a, a mom now, which is exciting. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah. We've got a little seven month old here at home, so it's uh, exciting stuff. It's a uh, you know juggling a lot of things, like all of us are these days, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I know you're you're in uh, Jersey, right? You're on the, I am. on the on the opposite coast of me right now. Yeah, yeah. But we're so we're right across the river uh we're in jersey city which is right across the river from manhattan so it's a little a little crazy out here right now but uh you know we have our we have our little tiny apartment and we're we're hunkered down and you know trying our best to, to keep some normalcy about us yeah that's good that's good that's good well what we are going to talk about today is really based on on your book and we're going to drop the link to your book in the chat in just a little bit it's a content fuel framebook you can see i've got a couple post-it notes it's it's uh it's well loved uh and and i really i really enjoyed just kind of the whole format of your book and for people who may not be familiar with you why don't you tell people just a little about who you are and then maybe just a yeah. little bit about the, the story behind how this came to be yeah, so my background is that of a journalist. So I think probably the year that we met, I was presenting on on how we can sort of market like journalists, you know, how marketers can think more like journalists. So trying, I've always just tried to take what I learned in the world of journalism and teach it to people who maybe didn't get the privilege of learning all those communication skills. Because I think what I love about storytelling is the way we can affect people, the way we can build relationships with people. And so I just want to like share that with as many people as possible so they can love it as much as I do. Um, so, you know, my background, I studied journalism, investigative reporting and arts and cultural criticism. So I always thought I would end up at a newspaper somewhere or, you know, at a, at a news website. Uh, that did not happen. But I found that the skills I had were really applicable in the marketing world. And so I was one of the first members of Huffington Post's brand storytelling team. So, you know, companies would hire us to create, you know, we were sort of a content agency, but that wasn't the language we all used back then. And so we were content strategists for hire on behalf of, you know, brands while we were all inside at HuffPost. And then I was hired as the first editor of branded content at the New York Times and built a similar team there called T-Brand Studio. I spent some time at Time Incorporated. I worked as the director of creative strategy, so overseeing all the branded content programs at the 35 US magazines that Time Inc. owned at the time, which is like People, Time, Entertainment Weekly, Sports Illustrated, like some really, really fun, cool brands. And uh, and then I, I set up shop on my own. I set up Story Fuel so that I could try to reach more people. You know, I realized in my role at those companies, I was only getting to help those who came to us ask for help and I wanted to be able to go out to run workshops to speak at conferences to write a book you know to just try to to share these tactics and tools for storytelling with as many marketers as I could and so the book was sort of the the natural next step for me um, really what I found is when I was working with brands and you know doing consulting or running workshops people would say that like my superpower the thing that I could really bring to the table that was valuable was my ability to, to come up with ideas very quickly you know someone would say oh there's there's nothing we could really do about that and I go oh okay what if we did this and what if we did this and <laughs> when they would ask okay how do you do that how can I do that I didn't really have an answer and that bugged me I didn't know like what is going on in there when this is happening <laughs> yeah. and so this book was born out of like a lot of uh, soul searching and trying to figure out what's going on in my brain when I'm when I'm coming up with content ideas, because if I can't share that with others, then, you know, they're all going to have to ask me and that's not fun. Right. We, I want to be able to teach them. So 
what I realized, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what I realized is what I do in my head is I go through and say, well, what's the lens through which I can tell this story? What element of the story should we focus on? You know, is it the people, the data, the history of this topic, et cetera? And then my brand says, okay, and what's the best way to bring that to life? Is it writing, video, audio, timeline, quiz, whatever else, right? So that's really what I've spelled out in the book is here are, here's this, this focus plus format formula that you can use to come up with content ideas. And then I gave at least 10 examples of each with you know 10 focuses and 10 plus formats. Here's a definition, here's some real life examples, here's some you know different ways you could try to apply this to your business. So it was a really a, a huge labor of love just designed to take as much as I could out of my brain <laughs> and just try to get it to other people so that they can hopefully use it and, and create you know tons of new content ideas for themselves. Well, I think it's it's so relevant. I mean, one of the things that we really teach, and and you know, a big part of our audience is real estate. We have real estate agents yeah. and brokers and folks in the real estate industry tuning in. Um, and uh, you know, it's always a question of, of content. And although we we yeah. focus on on social media, I'm a huge believer that content's a that's a big part of it, if not the main part of it, right? In addition yeah. to being social and you know engaging right. with people, I mean, it's it's all about original content and. I'm often in conversations with people who are like, where can I get the best content? I just need some content. And my answer is like, look, you're probably not going to want to hear this, but you need to create your own content. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, what's interesting about it is so many of us have had this role of content creator or content strategist like thrust upon us. You know, if you're a realtor or a veterinarian or a barber, like you weren't trained on how to market yourself, how to create content, write a blog, edit a video, you know? Yeah. And and that's a lot to ask that people should just somehow know how to create all this stuff, how to come up with ideas, how to put a content system, you know, and process in place. And so it feels like this is a service that I can offer is hopefully, hey, this is what I know about how to come up with ideas. And if and hopefully that can help you feel like you've got a little bit of a crash course in in the journalism, you know, degree that we all we all studied to know how to come up with these ideas because you never see like the New York Times not coming out and just a post-it note that says, sorry, we couldn't come up with anything to say, you know? <laughs> right. So uh, there's nothing we're, going we're on. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's always something to say, you know, and I right. think I think hopefully what this does is is makes people who maybe felt like they couldn't be a content creator or that they were intimidated by creation feel like, oh, actually I can do this. It's not so hard. You just need a system, right? Like anything, yeah. you just need a system to make sure that it's productive. Right. So can you give us a sneak peek into that system? I know you really outline it obviously in detail in the book. Yeah. And I would highly recommend anyone listening that you get a copy of the book. I mean, I think it's just such a great companion to everything we teach in terms of creating pillar content, you know, content that, that tells a story, content that has, you know, your your opinion, content that maybe takes a little bit of time, money, or energy. Uh, yeah. There's all different types of content, as you outlined in the book. There's audio, video, written, I mean, you know, and then, you know, many others in, in between those. So um, can you give people a little bit of a sneak peek into that, what that system might be like? Maybe they're at the beginning stages of just trying to put together a content system. Yeah. Or maybe they've been doing this for a while and they're like, okay, we gotta we got to step this up, especially now if we're hunkering down and maybe we have a little bit extra time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna actually show this page in the book, which let me just get the page number here. So this is page 16 and 17 in the book. It's a little spread and I'll try to fit it all in here. So what you see here is actually a grid and I know it's hard to read on the screen, but I'll explain <laughs> what you're looking at because this is the system, right? So this is a grid and you have all the focuses, the things you can tell stories about across the top. And you have all the different formats, you know, writing, video, audio, et cetera, down the side. And the idea is the reason we struggle so much with coming up with content ideas is because we don't have a shared language to talk about it. 
you know, so just as an example, Katie, if I asked you name five human names, <laughs> you could do this, right? Sure. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Five human names. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Mary, Joe, Bob, Susie, and Billy. <laughs> okay. So most people, when they, when you do that, you have a, a brief second and then you come up with five pretty quickly because yeah. you have some, some sort of framework in your head. You're either going to name family members or coworkers yeah. or, you know, members of your favorite athletic team, right? Like there's a yeah. system, your brain knows, okay, I have those things in this little <laughs> box over here with yeah. content. We don't usually have that, right? It's just like you said, I'm trying to come up with content. I'm trying to come up with an idea. And so yeah. the idea with this grid is that it gives you a prompt. So maybe you won't make a hundred ideas, which is, you know, what you get with the full intersection here. <laughs> But if yeah. you're sitting down to try to come up with something and you say, we've got a new listing that we need to find a way to create content about. And then you mm -hmm. say, okay, well, what if I were to tell a history focused story? Okay, I could probably do that. This home has a lot of rich history. You know, there's a lot we could say. Hmm, I wonder if I could do that through writing. Yeah, I could probably write something. You know, I wonder if I could do it through video. Yeah, we could do, you know, an interview past, you know, I don't know, a local historian about the importance <laughs> of this home, right? Local, it, an architect about the how this home was built at that particular time. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, maybe live video. Yeah, we could do a walk tour and do a live tour. Through, so it just is designed to give you those categories that you can go to and think through things. And so, you know, the, the goal that. is really to give you like a, a full tool belt that you can call on <laughs> when you need it, you know? Yeah. I love that. And that's one of the things that really caught my eye because I'm a big believer of having a system. We have yeah. a grid that we share too with the social go. media. And I was like, oh, she's speaking my language. <laughs> you know, she's yeah, got I love all. a good system. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. If you can make it into a system. And, you know, for those of you guys watching live or maybe you're watching on the on the replay, one of the things I love that you did, Melanie, is in your book is you you did outline, and I'm looking at it right here, that your <laughs> your 10 focuses and 10 formats. And you know, when I was reading this, I, you know, I, my, my go-to when, when it comes to format is like video or audio yeah. or that's kind of the, the three big ones. And then I'm reading through all of yours. I'm like, oh yeah, she's got even more ideas, right? Infographics, live video, like what we're doing right now, you know, yeah. uh, quiz, tools, maps, timeline. Tell me again what timeline is. I don't remember that so, one. Is that? Yeah. Timelines are sort of like a chronological presentation. So the best example I give is if anyone's a fan of like the true crime genre of documentaries or series oh, on Netflix, they yes. always have the timeline, right? So like something went missing and then we arrested this guy, but oh, let's go back in time. They met yeah. when they were in high school, you know, and there's always like, it's because they want you to understand this is a story that has chronological elements. And for you yeah. to really understand it, you need to see it plotted over time. Um, a lot of time you see timelines on like a company history page or like an about us that shows, okay, we got, we started here, we opened our second location here, you know, we hired this person here. So yeah. timelines are a really good way to tell any story that has any sort of time-based element. If something is unfolding over time, um, you know, it, it's a really easy way for you to bring that to life. And there are plenty of tools out there, you know, you could just search for timeline tools, see which tools, you know, suit your budget and your, uh, you know, your aesthetic that you want. Um, but you could do something very simple even in Canva. You know, Canva is a, a free tool that you can use to, to design yeah. graphics. You could just draw a line and put those points and those points in time. You can do it in PowerPoint if you're really comfortable <laughs> with that. They have templates for timelines there. But the yeah. idea is just that you find a way to, to present that story through its chronology, through the order in which everything happens. Yeah. So do you think when it comes to content, is it better to just like power down and like take a few days and just bust out a ton of content? Or do you prefer to kind of sort of sprinkle it in and, and sort of integrate it with, you know, your day to day? I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I think a little bit of both is is best. So 
I think also your own time, your own resources is going to determine how you do this. For some people, it's easier to carve out an entire day and say, look, I'm going to write the entire month's worth of blog posts in one day, and then I'm going to schedule them out for later or the entire month's worth of Facebook posts in one day. I'm going to record five videos on one Saturday and then I'll be done for the month. Right. Um, for some people that's not possible. Like, you know, with, with us, we've got a little one here. And so I can't really say to her, I'll see you in five hours. I'm, I'm back recording some videos today, right, you know? Right. So just some people, there, you just, fine. <laughs> right. Like you can reach that bottle. It's fine. Um, but so yes, for, for some people, their lives, their schedule, you know, maybe the, where you're spending your time while you're hunkered down doesn't allow you to do that. You could yeah. find ways to carve out time, you know, however it makes sense. I think the most important thing you can do though is have a plan. Like that's the real yeah. key. And that's what I stress with the, the content field framework in the book. I even say, if this system doesn't work for you, that's fine. I haven't found anyone yet who said this doesn't work, but just find a system that works for you. So if batching on a Saturday is not what works for you, then carve out time, put it on your calendar, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes there, just have a plan for when it's going to get done and then it will actually get done. I think the biggest thing, and, and I'm guilty of this too, I, I try to be as transparent as possible. Please don't go look at my blog. I have not updated it in an acceptable amount of time because I got a baby and like things yes. take priority, right? Life intervenes sometimes. Um, but I am talking about how to get that back up and running. And I know that in order to do that, I'm gonna have to put that time on the calendar and create a plan for when that content gets made, because without a plan, it's not getting made. Right, exactly. So one of the things I love that you talk about is this idea of thinking like a journalist. And yeah. you know, I can really see that your, you know, your background really kind of comes th comes through, you know, and how you how you think about content and in your book. Uh, can you share a little bit about your yeah. philosophy on that and how people can kind of think like a journalist? For sure. Yeah. I think one of the things that I find is because I came to the world of marketing from journalism, I realized that a lot of perspectives that I have, I sort of took for granted. I assumed everyone thought this way. Um, one of the <laughs> things, for example, is uh, I don't create content because I want to. I create it because my audience needs it. That's how journalism works, right? I don't get up and yeah. say, I feel like writing a story about this tree on the town green and everyone will love it, right? That's not how it works. Right. It's what right. what do our constituents, you know, our readers, our listeners, what do they need to know about? What's important for them? And so mm -hmm. that slight shift in your perspective as a marketer, uh, you know, as someone who's who's trying to build a relationship with your audience, instead of saying, what do I want to tell my audience? It's what does my audience want or need to know? And that slight shift will totally change the stories that you tell. And that might feel scary, but it actually drastically changes the way your audience interacts with that content because it's stuff they actually want and need. A lot of times we're putting out stuff that serves our purposes. You know, we're, we're telling our audience like, come check this out, come buy this, read my blog, look at my site. And if they're not converting, it's not because we're bad, it's just because they don't need this content as much as we wanted to produce it, right? So I yeah. think that shift is very important and that's that's a big difference um, between you know the way most marketing content gets made and most journalistic content gets made is it's much more audience driven. So I always recommend you know starting with your audience's wants and needs. And if you're not familiar with this, you're not sure what your audience wants and needs, the, the best way to find out is just to ask them, right? Like how can yeah. we help you during this time? Um, the, the second best way to do it is to use some sort of data. So if that's website data, if it's, you know, looking on social media at yours and, and similar companies, social media to see what are people replying and asking, what are the questions they comment on posts that can give you a good you know idea of what might be helpful for them to know. 
The other thing you could look at is your website data. What pages do people spend the most time on? What are they searching in the search box of your website? And then if you don't have access to any of those things, a really good place to start is a totally free tool called Answer the Public. If you've not heard of this, answerthepublic.com. The free version only allows you a limited number of searches. So before you rush there and start typing things in, hang tight, strategize a bit. I'm writing this, this down. Does, yeah, public.com. Go um, there and you type in a specific keyword. So if you're in a, selling homes in a specific region, you probably want to type in your town or something, not just you know real estate or mortgages. As a general rule, you want to try to get specific. And what it will do is turn back to you hundreds of search queries and search phrases that include or are related to that term. So for example, for me, if I were going to search, you know, uh, brand content strategy, I would see people saying, what is brand content strategy? What's a good brand content strategy for realtors? What's a good brand content strategy for dentists, right? So I would see the phrases that my audience or my potential audience is searching related to the keyword that I care about. So this is a really good way if search engine optimization is like a terrifying concept for you and you're not interested in diving into that. This is yeah. very easy, very you know simple. It breaks it down for you. It visualizes it nicely so you can see which are the biggest ones, which are the smallest ones. So it's a really good like appetizer into you know doing audience centric content without having to go super deep on you know keyword research that might be intimidating for you. That's awesome. So that was answerthepublic.com. Yep. I have I have not heard of that. I am definitely going to check that out. That is, it's a fun that one. is awesome. Yeah. And I, I love what you're saying about thinking like a journalist. And I, I hope everyone who's listening live or if you're listening later on the replay or maybe you're listening later when, when we put this on our podcast, I think this is such a powerful thing because I'm I've been guilty of this too, where you know, you have something you want to promote, you're doing something in your business, and so you're really excited because you spent all this time and effort doing something. Uh, and I see this in real estate. Real estate agents get really fired up. They've got a new listing. They've got this beautiful, fancy flyer and this great, you know, shiny website, and they blast it out on social media. But the reality is, it's not about the audience. It's about look at me. Look, I did this. Look, this is out here. You know. And I think just changing that language a little bit to be more journalistic. Like, what's that story? I think that's such a powerful, yeah, uh, powerful tip. You know, to really think about. And it's funny because we know this in real life. Like if I say sure. to you, the person at the party who only talks about themselves, someone <laughs> came to mind for you. You don't have to tell me who it is, but everyone listening, someone came to mind. You know who that person is that only talks about themselves, that never asks you a question, that doesn't yeah. listen to your responses. They're just waiting for a chance to talk about themselves, right? And nobody yeah. likes that person. Yeah. You don't want to talk to that person. You don't want to hang out with them. You don't want to be that person for your audience, right? So focusing on, on what they want, what they need, asking questions, really listening to them, right? Or using these, these search tools and, and listening to what they may be saying is a yeah. really good way to make sure it's actually a conversation because that's the advantage of social media, right? Like that's the whole uh, wonderful thing about it is that we can have that conversation. We're not just broadcasting. So make sure you're capitalizing on that. Make sure you're, you're listening and having a conversation and, and giving something back, not just asking, taking, me, 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 you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So I wanna just kind of ask you uh, a little bit more about storytelling, because I feel like that's an area that people kind of struggle with, right? We, we I mean, we all have stories, uh, but, how does that translate into content and how how can people start to kind of think about storytelling when they think about their content? Do you have any tips or ideas for that? Yeah, I mean, storytelling is a, is a big sort of buzzword. It could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. 
Um, one of the questions I get when it comes to storytelling and how we do it is like, how do I structure or order my, my content, right? Like if I'm telling a story about a listing, about a buyer, you know, trying to tell a customer success story, what, what do I write in what order? And the fact is I can't tell you, right? Because every story unfolds in its own natural way. And I know that sounds like a cop-out, but what I really mean is the best way to find out, and this is what a lot of journalists do too, is gather all the information you can and then look at it. And sometimes there really is a natural order to it. So if someone's telling a story, you know, you're talking to a buyer, uh, you know, trying to do like a customer success story about one of your clients that you, you've helped get into a new home, right? Or help sell. Um, you talk to them, you ask them all, all kinds of questions. What was the experience like? What did you dream of? What's your, your experience of working with me? Why did you decide not to do something? You know, talk to them, have a real conversation and, and record that somehow, whether it's notes or, or audio recording or video. And then look at everything that you have and something is going to jump out to you as this is the most interesting. This is the most exciting. They were very emotional, whether it's happy, sad, you know, poignant, you know, they're thinking and reflecting at this particular yeah. point. And what's most interesting and, and unique and special about those moments for you are it's going to be the same for your audience. So you want to take those moments and put them at crucial points, put them in the beginning to hook someone's attention put them at the end to, you know, end on a strong note and try to sprinkle some in in the middle to keep people moving along. So that's really what, what all storytelling is, is, you know, at least as a journalist, we're reporting, we're collecting all the facts and information we can. We're spreading it all out to say, okay, here, you pick out the best parts and then you fill in the in-betweens. And so if you think of it that way, rather than trying to, you know, write the entire piece or record the entire, you know, edit your whole video before you've shot it, yeah. Just, just think of it that way. I'm trying to collect everything I can, find the best bits, and then fill in the gaps between those best parts. I love that. And it's, it's you know, it's a lot like, you know, what we learned, you know, in, in, in high school or college. It's like the, what's the who, what, where, why, you know, and, and when. And, yeah. And almost that basic framework. Uh, and I love your idea yeah. of, of recording something. And I think sometimes when we think of content, we think, okay, I've got to record it. And it's got to be perfect. But Maybe there's an opportunity, like you said, to record something where you're talking with a client. You know, I could see in real estate where you're talking with a, a past client, uh, and maybe they don't want to be on camera, but they want they'll share with you their their experience, and then you could take that. Uh, if I'm hearing you right, take that, and then you know, kind of put that together into a piece of content, into uh, you know, maybe a blog yeah. or some sort of video or something that you share that you create. Yeah. Well, and this is the other thing too that hopefully this is coming from journalism as well. Oops, I think we lost you for just a second. Collect more than you need from content, those best parts. So there's a good chance you may do five interviews with five different people, you know, and, yeah. and only one of those interviews turns out to be something you want to use. And, and that's totally okay. So I think that relieves some of the pressure of needing it to be perfect is I'm just in the discovery phase. I'm learning, I'm interviewing, I'm collecting, I'm, I'm learning different things. And then whatever's not perfect, you don't need to use or you can repurpose. You know, if someone doesn't want to be on camera, use the audio. If they don't want their voice being shared, quote it, right? If they don't want it to be associated with it, find someone else who might say something similar and is willing to be, you know, to be quoted. So just think of it like a collection and then picking out your favorite parts. It, everything doesn't have to be perfect. It's all part of your process of, of learning what that story is. Yeah. No, oh, I love that. That is awesome. So as we uh, kind of get to the, the uh, you know, the end here, I want to throw up your, on the, the screen yeah. here, um, a link where people can find you and connect with you. I've got on your, on here, your, your website, yeah. storyfuel.co forward slash content fuel framework. Is that the, is that the best 
link, the best place that people can find you? If I believe so, but, but you know what? If you just go contentfuelframework.com, that'll take okay. you right to the, the book page and it'll let you know if there's, you know, if you want to get a signed copy, you want an ebook, it'll give you sort of all of your options. Cause I know some people have limited delivery options right now. So <laughs> contentfuelframework.com will take you right to all of your, your book options. So you can pick whatever's best for you. Um, and I actually wanted to offer is I, I'm, I'd love to let you guys read the first chapter for free if you want and see if it's a good fit for you. So if you're listening, even if you're watching this later, I'm not gonna remove it, you could still get it. Um, if you go find me on Instagram, my Instagram name is Mel Diesel, E-L-D-E-Z-I-E-L, -E Mel Diesel. Uh, if you search my name, you'll also find me that way. Uh, the link in my bio will let you guys download the first chapter for free. So you can read it and see if it's a fit for you. See if you think it would be helpful to learn more. See if it's giving you some ideas. And if it is, then you can go ahead and, and grab the book. You know, I want to make sure that it's going to be something that's valuable for you. Uh, I know we're all sort of tightening our belts in these times. So I want to make sure that you're able to, you know, make a choice that's informed and, and you really feel like it, it will be helpful for you. Then I'd love, I'd be honored uh, to have you as a reader. Uh, so go ahead to Instagram, M-E-L-D-E-Z-I-E-L, -E -E or search for me, Melanie Diesel, and you'll find uh, the link in my bio to download that chapter for free. That's awesome. That is, that's so generous. I really, really appreciate that, Melanie. That's awesome. And we will, uh, after this broadcast, yeah. I will, I'll grab your Instagram link. I know we're connected on, uh, on IG, so I'll drop that link below um, yeah. as well. And would definitely encourage you guys to, to check it out. You know, if you're someone who you know, maybe you have been following me on social media for a while, maybe you're part of our community, maybe you're part of our Get Social Smart Academy, or, or however you found us. Uh, if you like a lot of the training that, that that we do and that we offer, I really encourage you to get a copy of, of Melanie's book because it's really such a great companion to everything that we're talking about. If you've been looking for a system to get your content in order, she's got the system, <laughs> she's got it in here. And uh, I just, I, I wholeheartedly believe in getting, getting a system together when it comes to content. And the idea like you talk about of, of putting out unique content, content that's in your voice, it has your opinion. Uh, and it's, it's, not, it's not hard to do, but as you said, it's, it's one of these things we weren't necessarily born with all the tools. So you've got, you've got all the tools right there, which I love. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Any last thanks closing for, Thanks for letting me share them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Any last closing thoughts or anything you uh, wanna share with our audience before we wrap up? No, I mean, I think that the only thing to share is that I, I really believe that everyone and every organization has stories to tell. And if you're not sure whether that's true for you, it's just that you're not sure where to find them yet. And so, you know, please keep looking. You'll you'll find those stories. The world is waiting to hear your story. Your audience is waiting to hear your story. Your customers are waiting for the chance to share their story. So, so please keep looking, find those stories and tell them uh, the world needs stories now more than ever. Hmm, I love that. I think that's such a, a great a great place to end. And since so many of us are, you know, we're, we're hunkering down, we're in a you know very obviously uncertain time right now. Um, this might be a great opportunity to 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 do some brainstorming and to thinking about those stories and thinking about that content. So, thank you so much, Melanie. I know you are a busy lady. Uh, you've got a lot going on. So we sure appreciate you taking time to be with us here today. Yeah. Well, and thanks for letting me come and share my story. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We sure appreciate it. Uh, again, if you have any questions for myself or Melanie, feel free to put those in the in the comments below. We've been doing this author series um, every single month. We are bringing on um, my favorite people, my favorite authors. So if you enjoy these type of Facebook lives, make sure you turn your notifications on so you can always get notified when we are live. All right. Have a great day, everybody. We will catch you soon. Melanie, thank you again for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.
Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked this podcast, I'd love if you'd subscribe and leave me a review. Also, make sure you visit me over at katielance.com where you can sign up for our free email newsletter, find out about upcoming events I'm speaking at, and check out what our Get Social Smart Academy is all about. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.